But the celebrity with the most phobias is Woody Allen. He's afraid of insects, sunshine, dogs, deer, bright colors, children, heights, small rooms, crowds, and cancer. Famous people of the past were no different. George Washington was scared to death of being buried alive. Richard Nixon was terrified of hospitals. And Napoleon Bonaparte, the military and political genius, was afraid of cats. Phobias a circus parade of mental enslavement. Some fears attack us only momentarily, but others can stay with us for a lifetime. A person with a fear of heights might feel her pulse shoot up when she steps into a glass-walled elevator and ascends twenty stories over a hotel lobby. But her fear is over the moment she steps out of the elevator into the hotel hallway. On the other hand, our fears of failure and loneliness and rejection, impending disaster, or contracting a major illness never seem to go away. They are lifetime fears that simmer on the mind's back burner. They are fears that prey on life itself. Those are the fears I address in this book. These fears are found in what linguists call a semantic range of words. Fear, worry, anxiety, intimidation, unsettledness, dread, unease, alarm, distress, apprehensiveness, and others. Sometimes it's hard to know exactly which of those words best describes what we're feeling, and it really doesn't matter. Whatever term we use, these feelings can all trigger toxic responses, immobilization, paralysis, withdrawal, passivity, depression, and psychosomatic disorders, physical maladies with no discernible physical cause. When I ask what are you afraid of? I'm asking, what is it that immobilizes you? What is stealing your joy and destroying your hope? What is robbing you of sleep night after night? What keeps you from living by faith and being a risk-taker? What keeps you from giving your life wholly to a loving God who wants nothing but the best for you? I think I know the answers to these questions, at least in part, because I've lived shoulder to shoulder with a lot of mature Christian people my entire life, and I've been pastor to thousands for nearly five decades. I've discovered that everybody, including me, is afraid of something. Our challenge is to discover and analyze our fears and find a godly, biblical response to them. When the Apostle Paul was giving counsel to Timothy, his young protege, he knew Timothy was afraid of something, probably of his assignment to lead the large church in Ephesus. Timothy was raised in a small town in Asia Minor, and Ephesus was the big city. Paul himself had spent three years in Ephesus building up the church there. It was led by a strong group of elders. Yet false teachers were causing trouble and Timothy was supposed to go in and be the leader of the whole thing. What young pastor wouldn't have felt fear at the prospect? So what did Paul tell Timothy? He said, Your fear is not from God. What does come from God are power, love, and a stable mental attitude. Paul knew that when we get God's perspective on the source of our fear, we can set aside what is not from Him and embrace what is. In all my years of following Christ, studying the Bible, and pastoring well-intentioned Christians, I have yet to find a fear for which God does not have an answer. And the reason is simple. God Himself 
is the answer to all of our fears. Think about it. Fears almost always based on the future. Sometimes we're afraid because we know what's coming in the future, but more commonly, we're afraid of what we don't know about the future. We're afraid of what might happen. For instance, the Gallup organization asked 13 to 17-year-olds what they were most afraid of. In descending order, the top 10 fears of these teens were terrorist attacks, spiders, death, being killed, not succeeding in life, being a failure, war, heights, crime and violence, being alone, the future, and nuclear war. Notice that all these fears are future-focused and all are merely maybes. These teens may encounter none of them. Whether the future is just a minute from now, you're waiting on a doctor's diagnosis, or five years from now, you worry about having enough money for retirement. Fears, home.